0: hola hola welcome to truth serum with gadi in a world where being yourself and embracing who you are has become a lost art listen in while i have real conversations drop some truth bombs and have a lot of fun along the way i'm so glad you're here don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode hi how are you thanks for coming on again me and Crystal have been talking about having her as a co-host we only did one episode but i was just left super inspired and pumped after we spoke um because i thought it was just so natural and it flowed well like i thought it was great um yeah and we don't really besides the little contact that we have on facebook here and there we don't really talk much or even Mm -hmm. message much so i thought it was great so with that said just tell people a little bit about yourself why you're interested in probably being my co-host you know what you would bring and and all that stuff like
1: yeah of course well i've always been i don't know interested in um something in the creative outlet whether it be writing or um music or, um, I used to do like, um, I had like a little YouTube channel and did makeup that way. It's just something being artistic or just created like an outlet in any kind of way. Um, so this is really fun for me. So of course I would love to be your co-host. And then like you said a couple of times, like our chemistry is amazing. Like we just have a nice flow. Um, just about like conversationally, not necessarily like a debate or anything. It was just a conversation of two girls getting to know each other. That's what it felt like to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And With I soil. go ahead.
1: I thought that was. I thought that was a really. It's you don't always find it easy to talk to people on that kind of thing. So I just thought that was nice.
0: Yeah, me too. I was. Um, I can tell that we would probably challenge each other in in our ways of thinking, because I don't I don't feel like just from the little bit that I've gotten to see, I don't think that we would probably be on the same page with everything, right? Which is fine. I think we all need mm-hmm. to have our own opinions and experiences, but I think we would challenge each other to like think outside the box. And again, that doesn't have to be a confrontation, but just being able to talk it out and like bounce. Ideas off each other and, and listen to each other. So I agree. I think that's super cool Um But a little bit about yourself personally, what do you do the kids? Um, I know you live in PA, but you lived in New York before
1: mm-hmm. So I grew up in New York we grew up in um, Harlem and then the Bronx until I was 14 and then Right after, a few months after actually 9-11, my mom and my stepdad decided to move us here just because they felt it was safer. Of course, nine eleven affected everybody in a different way, mm-hmm. but they just decided, let's get out of Dodge. Like, it's n- clearly not safe. A lot of people <laughs> hate New Yorkers or, or just Americans for whatever reason, so yeah. let's just get our kids and raise our family in somewhere that's not going to be so much of a target. Yeah. Um, in that aspect and the aspect of just like regular street crime they just wanted to get us out Mm -hmm. so they did and and then we lived here ever since and um i didn't really i didn't think that like college was going to be my path so after high school i just stayed i was always working there was never i was never the girl that in high school even we'll go to football games because that's very big in our area, like the movies,
0: like, oh, we go yeah.
1: to <laughs> <games>. <laughs> like high school football games and the rivals and stuff. That wasn't really my thing. I was more of a just work, continue to work, save your money, spend your money, do whatever you want. But as long as you're doing something and you're happy with what you're doing. So that's just what I, that was the path that I chose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really haven't like, I haven't done anything special or spectacular. I I met my husband at a really young age. We we didn't see each other for 5 years and then when we reconnected, it it was fast. We were getting married and having a baby all within the same year and then it just so really like I've just been a mom. That's the that, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. A mom and a wife is the biggest thing that I've done. Yeah. So so this is definitely um fun it's nice to talk to other human beings as a stay-at-home
0: mom yeah and you know and it's so opposite from me right because we can have a mom perspective on on the podcast you know I'm not a mom I aspire Mm -hmm. to be a mom one day (laughs) um but I'm like single too so it's like I think it's good to like have both views so I think that's super fun
1: Um, It's definitely something that women need. They need to be able to share their opinions without getting combative or argumentative. That's definitely something that's not maybe the last three or four years it's been happening. Like it's, it's shown in a different way that women can have positive outlets on each other. mm -hmm. So it's definitely something that I'm, I look forward to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, It's just so important, you know? And I think that Mm -hmm. what I've learned just by being myself, which is, really why I started this podcast because like I I said I say in the first episode um if anybody wants to go back cuz it's still a pretty young podcast um mm-hmm. it's um just people telling me oh I wish that or not not that they wish well yeah I guess some people did say like I wish I was like you and I could say stuff you know and I'm yep. like but I didn't say it in a bad way <laughs> you know I just always mm-hmm. kind of speak my mind as respectfully as possible you know and if i'm a, if a, if i offend you or something then just tell me you know or if i maybe in hindsight i'm like i wonder if you know that didn't come out right like i am yeah. mindful but i do speak my mind and, and i just was like so taken aback almost about people you would just be like man i was thinking that so why didn't you say it you know i don't mind saying it though i'll usually be the one um, and it's like people aren't... The point I'm trying to get to is that people aren't comfortable speaking their mind, being able to communicate effectively, which I don't think it takes a lot of art, but for some people it comes naturally, and I guess for me it just comes naturally. And I like to talk things out. You know, I like to have the the tough conversations. Um, you know, even with dating, I, me and my girlfriends always talk about how, you know, people want to... See not hurt you so they keep the truth from you (laughs) but Mm -hmm. you're hurting me 10 times worse later you know like just keep it up front the the thing with being honest is that if you're 100% up front from the jump in anything right work friendships family relationships um grocery store I don't know anything there's just so much more respect there and I don't know if people have been burned by being themselves or speaking their mind and people saying no tell me it's fine and then you know the kind of turn on them or whatever their experience is but you have to learn how to be open with people you know just on all spectrums and I feel like it's crazy because when it comes to like work People can have those conversations, right? You can negotiate your salary. You can okay. prepare for uh, a job interview. You can study the shit. Excuse my language. You know what? <laughs> Let's not excuse my language. People, we put so much into our work and those relationships, and we're super conscious of how we regard and interact with people at work, but we need to bring those same elements into our personal lives because those are the relationships that really matter. Absolutely. so it's not like we can't do it we do it but we do it for the things that we find value in so I think it's just kind of realigning what what matters to you but I wanted to go back really quick because it's so funny how you guys left because of 9-11 and although we didn't leave my -hmm. parents didn't let me go to high school in the city because they didn't want me to take the train (laughs) because of 9-11 so I ended up staying in the Bronx But, yeah, it was that fear because it was like we were like a hot spot, you know, Mm -hmm. New York City, you know, like, yeah, we're in the Bronx, but we take the trains and stuff. And you just didn't know who was going to be attacked. Um, So what was that like? Was it like a culture shock for you going from New York to PA? How did you kind of assimilate?
1: So for me, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but for me, um. I guess the pop culture for our time, like for when we were younger, was a lot of Britney Spears, and Sync, Backstreet Boys. Like we had our R&B and rap groups and, you know, uh, Destiny's Child and TLC. We had that, too. But for some reason, for me, it was always white music, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Was always like, that was, it was, it was just on the forefront. Like that's when you came home after school, there was TRL or BT, oh my gosh um, it was mostly right yes
0: trl so, <laughs> so and
1: me, like, I was, yeah i know <laughs> so for me like that was that was a big part of my part of my childhood growing up like a lot of i mean a lot of my friends listened to that music too but they were more geared towards the the r&b the rap that stuff so and then in our school in 147 i think we only had a handful of white people and we had white teachers Mm -hmm. but we didn't have it wasn't like an overpopulation and then I moved here to where there's a lot less Hispanic and um black people and a lot more white people that would kind of understand me but didn't because I wasn't White, does that make sense? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like you
0: got along, but you couldn't relate to on certain things.
1: Yeah, so because I was the girl from the Bronx with an attitude.
0: (laughs) What does that mean? I'm
1: telling you, because my best friend, my best friend since high school, I introduced her and her now husband. They have three beautiful kids. She literally will tell you, she thought that I was know-it-all because in ninth grade, I had my hands up because... They were, te- they were they were teaching or learning about Romeo and Juliet, maybe. And I had already read that maybe three times over by that time because we learned things a little bit earlier than everybody else. Okay. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and because I knew the answer, she was like, this girl is a no What is her problem? Yeah. She's wearing a bandana. She just came from the Bronx. Why is she? And I was just like, "That's not me, like, at all. Like, yeah. Which is... It was hysterical to me, but that's how I was. But then in the Bronx, I was, according to one of our teachers, <laughs> I was the girl that didn't appreciate her culture because she, she, I don't know what they call it now. Um, uh, I, I, I acted white or I, I spoke white. I didn't speak with an accent or I didn't speak Spanish. So I wasn't okay. embracing my culture or my heritage mm-hmm. in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And then here I was the girl from the Bronx that, had an attitude so I didn't I kind of felt like I just faced an identity crisis my whole life (laughs) my whole life in I mean in in middle school and then high school here
0: Mm.
1: so it was very weird to me this is I was actually talking to my mom about this the other day and she was like I had no idea that that's what that's that's why you didn't like to live here because I threatened to run away I tried to call my grandmother my brother to, to daughter, go back to New my, York to go back to New York. I did not want to stay here. I was like, no, this place is is it's boring. there's nothing to do here there's there's no life here. nobody likes me. <laughs> <laughs> nobody likes me because i don't I don't fit in because I act one way, but I talk another way so i don't I just don't fit in there's no there's just no group or not even I didn't need a group. I just needed someone that understood what i was going through and where i was coming from and i wasn't i just wasn't getting that yeah. for i don't even think ever i don't i, I really don't think i ever got that cuz even other girls that moved here from the bronx they were fitting in better with the hispanics and black people because they were more urban okay active. okay and i was just like i don't know yeah <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I just didn't. I just didn't fit in. Yeah. So it was tough. It was. It was tough. Um. It was tough until I really found like a good friend, a good group of girls, like just small two, three girls, and then it got easier, and then I was okay. They accepted me. Then they didn't. They not, They didn't see color. They just saw yeah. the, the attitude. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh! That's so funny you know when i speak to you i'm like wow she speaks like i love how you speak i'm like i feel like oh, she, you're so well spoken of that like to be able to like just have like elevated conversations with people yeah. so it's so funny because my brother will be like oh you think you're white <laughs> and i'm like huh? why because i do things i just serve some things a certain way but i'm very much it, I guess, if that's a word, of my culture and being Latina yeah. and all that stuff. And then I've met people who will be like, "You from the Bronx?" And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah," um, and they're like, "Oh, you don't sound like you're from the Bronx." I'm like, "What does that mean?" Like, I don't know. Yes. You know, it's so weird. Like, I even met what? someone. I met someone who was Spanish speaking,
1: uh-huh.
0: and he was straight from Puerto Rico. And mm-hmm. he goes, Tu Venita por Maria. And I was here in mm-hmm. Florida and he goes, Did you come because of Maria, the hurricane? Mm-hmm. And I was like, No, I'm from New York. And he goes, Wow, your Spanish is really good. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I get that though, because I know New Yorkans jack up the yeah. Spanish. So oh he was God. like astonished. He was like, Are you from Puerto Rico? I'm like, No, I'm not from the motherland, but I'm from <laughs> New York. <laughs> but I'm very I'm very big on that. Like we grew up listen, you know. Listening and speaking Spanish and you know, both. So I know both, you know, and I can defend myself and, and I enjoy speaking both. Um but it's like what does that mean? You know, but I can totally relate to the whole New Eurekans who don't really speak Spanish or they jack it mm-hmm. up and you're like, Oh and I'm like I got my hand on my face and I'm like, You're so
1: embarrassing.
0: <laughs> That's
1: you. I can I can get by. I can I can understand it better than I could speak it. And that's why I always because I just felt like I think that's why I had an identity crisis was because I didn't speak Spanish. They, my family wasn't big on speaking it in the house. My dad's side was, but I wasn't close with them. But they weren't big on speaking it in the house or to each other unless you already knew it. Like they weren't willing to teach you. They just were. Oh, like so they were, were so like, their
0: their primary was English and that's what that's how you grew up.
1: Yes and then when I when I was in I think first grade I went to uh an elementary school in Harlem and I remember vividly going to like but like a bilingual class or like half the day was bilingual and doing the like the I my Spanish is so bad out even <laughs> know what I'm doing, but doing like the days of the week song mm-hmm. in Spanish mm-hmm. and then and then um just and and doing all these like nursery rhyme songs in Spanish. And then the teacher, she happened to have the same last name as my dad. And she was speaking Spanish to my mom one day. She was like, oh my God, I think you're, her father's my long lost son. I'm like, I don't think so. I know my grandmother, I don't think it's you. I already know who she is. But that's how it was just, I just, I wanted that. Like, I think I kind of yearned for that. Like, Mm. I wish we listened to Spanish music. I wish, like my mom will listen to, listen to me sing a Spanish song now. And she's like, where did you learn how to speak Spanish? I was like, oh, I don't. And she's like, how do you, she's like, I don't understand. I was like, I'm, I'm like Selena in the movie. Like she doesn't know what she's saying, but she's.
0: Yeah. She can sing it, but she can't speak it.
1: Yeah. She can sing the words, but she's no idea what she's saying. She can't speak a lick of Spanish, but like, that's how, that's how I felt growing up. But going back to what you said about someone said, um, that you don't sound like fro- you're from the Bronx. And you you said, What was that supposed to sound like? There was a meme. And I remember, I feel like it was Jennifer Lopez. And it said, You don't sound like you're from the Bronx. And it said, What is it supposed to sound like? A chancleta? Like, that's just <laughs> like, That's exactly what. Yeah, like, I like, don't what know. was it sound like?
0: Like, I think for me, it's like, Why can't I be both? Like, why okay. can't I be how I'm speaking now? and I, you know, yearn and enjoy elevator conversations. And then why can't there be the part of me that, yeah, I'm going to rep the Bronx all day. I'll never deny Definitely. where I'm from. But I'll admit that it, that kind of lifestyle wasn't for me, just the busy, hectic New York lifestyle. And I love where I am now. Mm-hmm. When I get upset, you hear it sometimes. And I hear it more because I feel like now that I people have made me more aware of what I sound like. <laughs> so for certain things, I hear the accent. But it's like, why can't I be both? Why do I have to mm-hmm. be, like, the girl from the Bronx who should sound like that? Like, I did go to school, and I did that because I wanted to, you know? And not saying that I sound a certain way because I went to school, but, like, why is it so shocking that good could come out of, you know... I don't know. I feel like people still have the stigma of when, like, the Bronx was burning, and that was, like, a big thing back then.
1: Yes, exactly. My mom even still has issues to this day, being working here, um, or uh, she's in a position of she was in a position of power. She's for as long as we've lived here, which has been 20 years, she's always been some sort of supervisor or manager or some sort of position like that. And they've always had problems, um, acknowledging that a Hispanic woman from the Bronx knows more or is better at a job than white bill from down the road. Yeah. Always. always and, and that's has always
0: terrible. Had that. That's terrible. But if you think about it, I, I feel this way. And, and, you know, you can tell me how you feel. I feel like that's what this country, that's the leg that this country stands on. You know, that one type of people is better than another. And not to say that everyone is like that, but it is a tough pill to swallow. I think that we all have our Issues with someone knowing more than us in a certain area mm-hmm. or being more proficient in a certain area, and I could go on and on, but these are the things that like people don't talk about, mm-hmm. um, that we can get into later on. But these are the conversations that I want to have like things that everyone has thought of or experienced, but they're not gonna say it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's every ridiculous. but everyone goes through it. Kudos to your mom for being in a management position and holding it down, you know, it's not, it's not easy when you kind of like deal with those personalities in the workplace and you have to keep Absolutely. your cool because it's almost Absolutely. like they are expecting you to fail or, Absolutely. you know, they want they're you expecting
1: to, you, they're expecting you to, to be the Hispanic hothead from the Bronx.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it, even though in your mind you're like, don't take me there, uh-huh. <laughs> don't take me there, <laughs> um, but I think that's what the the great thing is, is, like, be yourself, you know? Like, be yourself to the point where people know, you know, how you operate, how you work, how you demand respect, because that's one thing I will say. Like, I'm not a very demanding person, but there's some things you have to demand of how people interact with you. You know? And Absolutely. there's certain things you're not going to, like, put up with, and you you got to voice your opinion. Um, but moving on really quick... I know I've shared in the past in a couple episodes, I don't even remember exactly what, but I know I've shared a little bit about my mental health struggles. And I wanted to ask you what your experience has been on with mental health. Is it current? Is it past? Like whatever you wanna share on the topic of mental health, um, how you feel about it, you know, tell us what your stance is on it.
1: Okay, yeah. I didn't realize that I was suffering from any, I guess, mental health issues would be the correct terminology because I don't think I suffer from a full-on mental illness, but I do struggle with depression. So like I was mentioning earlier in high school was really hard, not fitting in, not really finding a place for a little bit and um I had I had gone through some self-harming a self-harming stage I guess when I was about 16 between 16 and 17 and a classmate of mine had um caught on or saw uh Mm -hmm. some some stuff and you know they they were worried so they they told the person that they thought they should tell and my mother got called in and I think that's the first time that me and my mother ever really spoke about um, me just having issues of depression or not necessarily suicidal, just I think they say when you self-harm, you're just trying to transfer the pain away from what's happening inside to an actual physical thing that you could pinpoint it to. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had to have that discussion when I was 16 and that was very weird for me. We never talked about mental issues mental illness um i remember distinctly my mom telling the guidance counselor this is something that we take care of at home in private we don't do it so it was almost like a proud hispanic we don't taboo kind of mm-hmm. talk about this thing and we did we went home i had to have unfortunately i had to have a, an emergency meeting with a psychiatrist and um my mom not bullied but my mom pressed the issue she she really questioned me if i thought that i needed medication to get through this um and i didn't feel like i needed drugs just because i felt like if i did she would see that as a sign of weakness and i didn't Mm -hmm. want her to look at me that way. So I, I just insisted that I didn't. Luckily, I was able to get through it with some counseling and friends and just finding actual shoulders to lean on. Mm-hmm. So I was okay. Um, but it just, it comes and goes. I didn't have postpartum depression with my daughter. Um, I have a very strong feeling that I had it or still have it with my son. I just listen to the same voice that like my mom telling me like we deal with this by ourselves at home this is private we don't deal with this with anybody else and i just had that voice in my head saying like we get through it no matter what no matter how we just push through Mm -hmm. and we figure out how to do it Mm -hmm. just by ourselves um looking back i could see that maybe mental illness ran in my family at some people struggle with it and I could I could tell those signs now as an adult but as a 16 year old that had never talked about this with anyone and and then just like getting um kind of not pushed in my face but like it being brought to the forefront with all these people that wanted to talk about their own issues I it, it was brand new information to me so I just didn't realize it as a child and then as I got older I could definitely see that it's It's been a consistent thing probably on both sides of my family, but I don't, like I said, I don't really know my dad's side too well, so I don't want to speak on there, but just from stories that I've heard from that side of my family, there's some signs of mental illness on their side, as well as my mom. so I'm a winner on both sides.
0: (laughs) (laughs) winner. Winner,
1: (laughs) winner. Winner. Okay. So yeah, I just I don't I haven't done anything to do like I've had my issues. Um, nothing bad has happened. I just mm-hmm. I just with my son. I just I could, I feel lonely. Well, I'm a stay at home to two now. The pandemic mm-hmm. happened a few months after, maybe six months after my son was born, and I'm my husband's at work all day, so I'm I'm ultra lonely, mm-hmm. and I've been nursing for almost two years, so I could see like there were times where they call them uh i think they call them baby blues Mm -hmm. right after you have a baby like you just feel sad and that's not necessarily postpartum and i think that's what i just kept telling myself it's not this it's not this it's the other thing it's just i'm sad because i love this new little baby so much Mm -hmm. and and all the hormones and the nursing and everything so Yeah, I just try, I try to think of it that way, and I think it's almost over, the nursing is almost over, the hard part is almost over, then we get the whole terrible twos, which is a whole new
0: (laughs) thing. Yeah, it's like, I can't catch a break, like, this is gonna end, but this is gonna start. One thing after the other. (laughs) So, how are you feeling now, these days, like, is it still, like, really prevalent, like, where it's noticeable, where it's like, today's a good day, today's a bad day, like, how are you feeling, how are you coping?
1: some days it's hard it's really hard um it's usually at the end of the week when I feel Mm -hmm. like oh I could get a break and then something comes up it's someone's birth like a kid's birthday or my nephew's birthday or something or uh the weather's getting nice so now we want to go to amusement park so it's always something I just feel like some days some some especially at the end of the week I feel like I just want to sleep I just want to catch up on all the tiredness and things that I didn't get to do during the week and my son he had a a medical condition that I think I spoke to you about last time and he had to be fed every two hours so we just got into the habit of just waking up every two hours no matter what and it's extremely exhausting and I've always been the one to do it uh, because I'm nursing I mean yeah I don't recall what condition he has so my son has something called MCAD and it is a metabolic a metabolic genetic disorder. And essentially what it is, is, is when he exerts his energy, he doesn't have a backup of fat stored in his system that could help him power through until he gets his next source of energy, whether it be food or a drink or a juice or nursing or whatever it is. So when he was first diagnosed, they really honestly if you google it it scares the shit out of you because they tell you bad things can happen SIDS liver failure um go into metabolic shock or hype uh I don't know if it's hypo or hyper glycerin shock and all these things so they give you an emergency plan you have to see a geneticist you have to get all the all the tests done the baby has to get pricked a million times it's so sad Mm -hmm. um so it was very scary, but luckily, at his last, at his last one, I think his his last geneticist appointment, she said if we had never tested, which it's it's by law now that they have to test as a newborn, it's part of the newborn screening, mm-hmm. um, in Pennsylvania, and I know Texas because I found a mom in Texas that her baby has it too. It's very very rare. Oh wow! Um, but a mom. But it's bylaw that they have to test it in newborn screening. So they said if they had never tested it, if they'd never tested it for newborn screening, it might have never, nothing might have affected him. Like it, it might have just went on um, being, he would, he was okay. But it turns out I'm a carrier, my husband's a carrier. My daughter had to get tested. She's a true negative, which means she could never have it and she could never carry it on to her children herself. If her spouse had it, then that's a different story. But so we got so back to what I was saying, we got into the habit of just waking up every two hours because it was every two hours he had mm-hmm. to eat as a newborn. Then it got bumped up to three to four, but it was still he was a newborn and he was nursing. And now breast milk has enough fat in it, so he could blow through that in two hours yeah. and still want to wake up and do more. So. We just always got in the habit of waking up every two hours. Even now, to this day, we still co-sleep, and we're constantly shifting and switching positions so that he could continue nursing. And so, I don't think I've gotten a full sleep in almost two years. Oh my
0: gosh,
1: that is not awful—not like a full eight-hour sleep. So, <clears throat> so it does feel like um, it feels like you're burning the candle at both ends. I think yeah. the saying is like you're up all day working hard being a mom. And then you're just up all night and not being able to get a full night's sleep. But it's been, it's, it's been hard. But it's, but the nursing and and the bond is is so incredible. Like it's unlike any other bond that I've ever experienced, even with my daughter, because I only nursed her for eight months. He's going on almost two years. So wow. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, you make it look good. I would never think (laughs) that you. experiencing that like that's definitely burning the candle at both ends like I can imagine yeah it's definitely
1: a mental like um it's definitely a mental like you you have to tell yourself like you got this you got this and I didn't want to go to a doctor to ask or to see or get checked out or talk to see if I had if I was going to get diagnosed with postpartum because I also wanted to continue breastfeeding and I didn't want to put anything in my body that mm-hmm. would, but I know a lot of women that stop breastfeeding and that helped their mental health. And I'm, I'm, I'll be grateful if that happens to me, but I'll, I'm also grateful that I was able to get through the experience mm-hmm. with nurturing my child and making my mental health stronger. Because after this, I don't think I could, I don't think yeah. anything could break me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if it was like by your choice, would you stop or do you wanna continue until he's ready?
1: It's a little bit of both. I wanna I wanna stop. I want him to be fully off of nursing, but I also like when he wants to take a nap and wants to snuggle me. So it's kinda of both. Like it's gonna it could it could throw me into a different depression when we stop. Ooh. It could make me sad, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that's definitely something that I'll have to watch out for. Mm-hmm. But I know eventually he's gonna stop I know eventually i'm gonna i'm gonna stop he's eating a lot like he eats a lot during the day, so it's oh, really good. only for it's really only for sleeping and comfort,
0: yeah, I was gonna say for comfort,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's really only for sleeping and comfort other than that like he he eats full meals, and he, he eats a lot. He's constantly yelling at me, pizza, pizza, french fries. I'm like, no, can we like,
0: give me something else? That sounds so good right now. I'm so hungry. Right? <laughs> well, I do want to encourage you to just keep getting whatever you need to get to keep making it through. You know, like, I'll talk about my stuff in a little bit, but it's so important, like, to talk to someone and now even, well, especially during the pandemic, but I think that still now they're doing, like, virtual visits if you wanted to talk to someone or get on something if you needed it, but I'll jump into my stuff. I just think that it's so important because I, like, for me, my experience, Uh I realized maybe two years ago how depression had affected me so much throughout my life but i never wanted to like um what's the word i'm looking for i guess come to terms or like accept that something could be wrong and you know taking the time to take care of myself in that way because you know that's another thing right i don't have time for that i don't got time for that like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i can't do it no like it's crazy because it's like My mom was always very diligent. Like she always made sure we got our six month teeth cleaning and we always had our yearly appointments. And so all of that stood with me, right? Like I I do all my stuff timely, Mm -hmm. but when it came to mental health, that was never a thing either. You know, like it's true. Like I don't remember it being talked about or anything. So I was living here and I just felt this really dark cloud over me. Like so dark. Um, And I'm like, I gotta talk to someone and I wasn't in a great place in my life either. I Was just really down like that's that's the only way I could describe it Like I just felt like there was a dark cloud over my head and I couldn't shake it So I went to a doctor. I saw a doctor. I started getting on um, medication I don't know what it was, but it was a very low dose. I didn't feel like it was helping much Um, So I ended up stopping that Um, Then I moved So when I came to Florida, I was living with a roommate. Then after a year, I got my own place. So I had an apartment. So when I was in the apartment, I um, got on something and it was very low dose, but I didn't feel like it was helping. So I got off of that. Then I got my house and I remember driving one day and just feeling. So let me go back a little bit. When I got on the medication, I didn't speak to anyone because I treat everything like I'm gonna I'm gonna screen my doctor I'm gonna you know screen a therapist I have to feel comfortable right so when I came here and I was living in the house already I just remember driving home one day and feeling like I didn't want to hurt myself but I felt like if I drove into a ditch right now or the car just went the other way oh well like I'd be fine Mm -hmm. with that And I think you don't think about it because it's like, well, it's not self-harm, but the the lack of care that I felt about my life in that moment, you know, because of things that were going on in my life and just still this transition that has not been easy. But I'm grateful for it and and thank God, like, he's kept me through. I just remember feeling like that and I'm like, I got to talk to someone. So I started talking to someone here. And the first time I spl- I went into her office, it was just, like, a whole crying session. <laughs> I'm like, she has a thing. This girl's a hot mess. Like, I cried for, like, the whole hour. And I just, like, expressed myself and, and, you know, whatever. So I started doing that. I did do a consult for medication. But I filled it, and I didn't take it. I was like, nope, I don't want to take it. Um, so, and then I couldn't, you know, like those infomercials where, you know, like those, those, um, you know, medicine commercials where they like tell you, yeah, they tell you all the side effects. Uh, I was, I was hoping that on YouTube I could find one of those to, you know, just tell me what it's like, you know, maybe the person is driving on a bike and, you know, through a a field of daisies or whatever. So (laughs) I'm like, so I couldn't find anything on YouTube. The only thing I did find was this girl talking about her experience. And she goes, so I know you're listening to this right now and you have anxiety just by listening, like, thinking of what the side effects are. And I'm like, totally, I got super, like, major anxiety. Like, what is this going to make me feel like, right? So um, I decided not to take it. And then when I, I switched doctors... I, <laughs> I feel like I haven't had, like, a steady doctor. Like, this one's going to be the longest one. But he kept it so real with me. And he's like, listen, I had a woman who was going back and forth. And she didn't know if she wanted to get on it. And she waited eight months. And once she started getting on something, she's like, why did it take me this long? And that Mm -hmm. really resonated with me because I know that from my experience, I had looked back when I was living in the apartment, and I realized how long this, I guess, journey or episodes have been and pinpointing them in my life. I've, I had like a breakdown in New York, but I wasn't on medication. I just needed time to kind of like regroup. And I took like three mental health days and I started seeing someone and talking and that was going really well, but then I ended up moving here. Um, but it was totally different. Like that experience in New York and the little attack I had was like a panic attack. It made me feel all out of whack, all out of control. Not like myself, right? Especially when you, like, do everything for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You just, like, if I'm not functioning, how do I function? Because I do everything for me. So, But I isolated that experience to, like, one part of my life. And then when I was here, I realized, like, whoa, this has been going on for years. But it's almost like you you go through things and, and, you know, you see these in the movies where it's like people go through things and they kind of suppress it. And you kind of like just pick yourself up, you you just your just shoulders off and, and you're fine and, and you keep on going. But I'm like, well, this has been going on for a long time. So anyway, long story short, very long story. <laughs> I ended up getting on something in like, I think October. Um, and I feel better. I feel like it's made me be able to get through the day I'm still on a very low dose sometimes lately I've been feeling like maybe I need to increase it because I feel like you know he asked me and last time I told him I'm fine um I'm glad that I got on something because it was making it really hard to get through the things that I need to get through to survive like work and Doing things around the house and stuff like that, and thank God for my dog because if I didn't have her to literally push me out of the bed, right? Because I I gotta care for her and feed her and walk her, right? And I'm sure it's but the home. same as a mom, right? Like you don't have time to <laughs> you don't have time to sulk. <laughs> you have to exactly. care for people. Thank God I have my freaking dog because if not, I probably wouldn't want to get out of bed either some days. Um, but it has made it easier. It has made it more bearable. I'm on, like, the generic Prozac. Um, I joke around a lot, and I'm like, it's the Prozac. <laughs> like, I'm able to get, like, I'm able to get through the day sometimes. Or, like, sometimes I feel like I can't cry. And I'm like, damn, like, it's working that good. Like, I can't even <laughs> cry. Like, it's, it's just making me, like, stone cold, right? Sure. Um, but I feel like I want to cry, but I can't. It's weird. I need a time okay, so, so now, sorry. now my new worry is, well, how am I going to feel when I'm off this? Yeah. But one one thing at a time, I think, though, that, you know, I agree with the doctor. He's like, this woman waited for a long time, and when she was on it, she said, why didn't I do it sooner? And I just really resonated with that. And so I am on something. Um, I haven't had a panic attack in, like, a year. I did have one last year, like, in the middle of the pandemic.
1: Um, I think everyone did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: And but that's good. But that's it wasn't right. because of the pandemic. It wasn't because of the pandemic. Because for me, the pandemic, I was like, my mindset during the pandemic was I was like, well, everyone welcome to my world. This is what my world is like all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I live alone. Uh, not that I was like happy that people were home or like I was like, ha, ha, ha. But it was like for me, this was this is my norm all the time. I don't, okay. I don't go out that often. And when I do, I do, I do a lot of stuff on myself too, you know, because people have their own lives, you know, I got married friends, I got friends with kids and you know, everybody's doing their own stuff. So for me, it wasn't like, oh, I just I actually felt like I'm not alone now. Everyone's home. <laughs> not to say that I was fine the whole time because it really was like a roller coaster of, okay, how's it going to be today? Or like, for X amount of time we adjust And then we gotta like readjust And it was like a roller coaster of constant readjusting Of how things are going in the world mm-hmm. um, But I encourage people to like just seek out Whatever resources they have available to them See what works for them Everyone's different If you're gonna talk to a therapist It's like a relationship I remember when, the first time I spoke to someone I literally went in there and then I was like Tell me what to do Let's fix this Like, what do I do? Let's do it. Like, I just want to make sure that we're on the right track. It doesn't work like that. Like, they have to get to know you. You have to get to know them. It's a process. So, like, keep that in mind. But do something if you're feeling a type of way. Because it is really important. Like, listen, I go to the gym. Am I the fittest thing in the world? Hell no. But I've come to realize that I do it more for my mental. Like, I blow Uh off so much steam that I probably don't even realize that I'm blowing off. And I just feel so much better because you're releasing those endorphins or whatever, Uh I guess. But I do it for my mental. So, like, an outlet is important. Uh, But, yeah, I just want to encourage people. You know, there's no shame. You know, I have someone close to me who does need help and will not acknowledge it. Um, and when I see them go through their episodes of whatever they, um, don't want to acknowledge, it's really hard because I know that if they got help, they would be in a better place, but there's this really rigid line of like, that's not for me. And that's, and it's clearly a mental health issue that needs to be addressed. Um, So, you know, just be honest with yourself take time for yourself I know it's hard for those of us who are like constantly going 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 and you know moms out there and stuff like that but if you're not taking care of you you can't keep going you can't care for others you know you can't be your best you so it's really important and but you know what it is too I think that it's become such a hot topic that like maybe people don't want to fall into like this trend of like
1: Exactly. I was just you know, going to say, it be, it's a trend.
0: Yeah, like, you don't want to like, look at it from that perspective. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know the latest trends of, like, clothes and stuff. I'm, like, the last one to be on anything. I'm in my own world, you know? Me too, girl. But, <laughs> but some things, it's like... It's, this it's, doesn't
1: know anything.
0: <laughs> but it's not a trend, but I see where people can easily associate that. Oh, everyone has a mental health thing or whatever, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. and it's just it's just coming out to the light more. But as someone who has experienced it firsthand and, and tried different things and actually had the episodes and and that feeling that you can't explain, it's like just be real with yourself and if you need help, go get it. Mm-hmm. If you need to talk to someone or whatever or your outlet, figure out what works for you, but don't try to throw it under the rug because that scene whatever is in the dark comes to light it's true things will resurface look at me like i ended up realizing way later like whoa this has been an issue for years and it was i guess until like my body or my psyche couldn't take it anymore that it was like hey hello this is not new (laughs) what's going on but it's so easy to forget about those things and then to add to that really quick So much of how we grow up And, and those experiences as children Shape us mm-hmm. And we don't realize it Absolutely. Um, and I can talk about that too Things in my childhood that have Shaped me to be who I am you know, as a woman and things that I tolerate or don't tolerate and, you know, et cetera. cetera. Or
1: even just the basic, we don't acknowledge it because our parents didn't acknowledge things like that. It was an unspoken thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Or as a woman now, I've been able to like, you see how you, um, I guess, talk to your mom and she's like, well, I didn't know that. There are things Mm -hmm. that I found out about my mom as a woman that I didn't know as a, as a teenager you know and she shared things that we can relate on and it's just things that are beautiful that come with time and maturity right that your parents protected you from that you didn't know about and then you have these conversations later on so there's just like um there's just a whole spectrum of things that we can get into but I wanted to like close out really quick I know that we did talk about your experience as a Latina in Pennsylvania and how you don't really um. talk a lot of Spanish and all that stuff, but... So, guys...
1: <laughs>
0: oh, God. Uh, this is going to be the first I'm hearing of this, too. So, guys, we were texting, because but you said... My understanding was that you text bendición. <laughs> was, was that what you meant? I, I know it was a typo, but my response, those of you who are Latino, bendición is like asking an an elder or an adult for like a blessing. A and blessing. Like, right.
1: <laughs>
0: so my response was, Dios te bendiga, question mark. <laughs> but I don't think you meant to say that. I think that was a typo. So please tell me what that was about.
1: Okay. <laughs> I cannot even <laughs> oh my gosh hold on <laughs> so I someone told me that that's not what it means what did they tell you <laughs> I literally have like I they were just like no you're you're using it wrong and I'm like no isn't it like because <laughs> I really they swear <laughs> I swear, someone told me that that is not what it means, that it means something else, and they made it sound like it means, like, <laughs> something inappropriate, and I was like, no. I used to say that all the time, and no one ever corrected me.
0: So what, how did you mean it when you texted to me, or was it a typo?
1: No, way. I have to, wait, hold <laughs> on, let me see. Because <laughs> I have to make sure that I used it right. <laughs> My goodness no, like, that was just
0: like It's what? not even in the text messages It is in the text messages No
1: Oh wait No you sent it to me no. Oh no yeah
0: Cause you said bendicio
1: <laughs> And then what did you say
0: I said te bendiga, Dios te bendiga. <laughs> Yeah So I was like i so did... confused
1: Hold on See, everything looks fine on my
0: end. No, (laughs) but hold on. Because I I said bendicion, and then you said que Dios
1: te bendiga. Isn't that the way it's supposed to go?
0: Yeah, (laughs) but why would you say it to me?
1: (laughs) Why not? (laughs) I thought you could say it to everybody.
0: So when you said it to me, you weren't asking me for your blessing, for a blessing.
1: it was like a thing that you say like as like a greeting oh no <laughs> here we go yeah that's like <laughs> that's why or i was is it confused like, or is
0: it like a goodbye oh no that's like that that's like goodbye? um that's like a form of like respect like to your grandma your aunts people <laughs> well, you're my grandma <laughs> <laughs> whoever's older it's like Oh, bendición. And then they say, oh, que Dios te bendiga. So they kind of send you with the blessing. Right? God bless you. So that's why I was but like... The, like <laughs> see, I have no idea. Like,
1: when I speak Spanish, I just speak it. And it just goes out there to the universe.
0: That's why I was like... And then you were like, I think we have very vast differences on what being boricua means. And I was like, yeah, we need to talk well, about that. this.
1: <laughs> well, that, I knew I wanted to talk to you about that. Just because I... I just because, like I said, I never felt like anyone understood me, not even anyone in my own family. Like, they just didn't understand me. They're just like, either, oh, you're crazy, or you do act white. And I was just like, what
0: are you talking about? I don't yeah, understand. yeah, yeah. All right, girl. So, you got to use that with your elders. Like, okay, your older, older people. Older, <laughs> like, like mom. <laughs> 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 He's
1: only four years older than
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, but it's supposed to be like he's older people. Even,
1: he's not even gonna know what that means. <laughs> like I, like, we were talking. I say this to my kids, and they look at me like I'm crazy. I'll say like the googles gonna get you, and they're like, "What is that?" I'm like, the "Oh yeah, man. the
0: boogeyman, yeah." And he's
1: like, "Does it really mean a boogeyman?" I'm like, "Yes, it means a boogeyman, like a boogeyman, like like Slenderman, like a." skinny dark sheep out in the nowhereness like in the shadow man yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah shadow <laughs> <laughs> so
0: all right so please funny. don't tell your husband this young, unless you guys want that kind of stuff <laughs> <Are> you- <laughs> but yeah it's meant for like you know just like like out of respect for like um you know for
1: elders yeah, yeah like your
0: aunts uncles you know, older people or anything. my poor aunt isn't that
1: much older than me because my mom had me at such a young age. <laughs> <laughs> Even my uncle is only I think he's less than two years older than me. Isn't
0: that weird? <laughs> no, it's not. I have an aunt who's a couple years older than me, um, so and <laughs> we don't crazy. we don't we don't do the whole titi and nothing. We call each other by, by name. No, yeah,
1: no, I don't either.
0: <laughs> but thanks for coming on. Yes, I can see where there's differences but I love it. So we um, now have a mom on the podcast and she's going to bring her own experiences and talks and I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, We'll keep talking, send us whatever you want to hear us talk about and those perspectives and we'll connect with the right people to talk about it on the next episode. And have a great, great week and we will talk to you soon.